Dirren Garhi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to the stuff our sisters do that make us laugh. What kg are they? Yeah, like they're 50, 60 kg There's each. two massive French dogs in Bordeaux. So anyway, Ava's like, Ava, is there any chance you come along? You take Ruby, I take Reggie. Because you couldn't manage the two of them on your that. own. Next thing Reggie spots, I don't know if it was a cat or a bird or something. <laughs> and he absolutely <laughs> bolted. When I say Avian <laughs> flew through Stick the mark. air like a horizontal bullet. <laughs> she literally took She took flight. In this season finale, I'm welcoming back two familiar voices. As regular listeners will know, these two people have been guests on the podcast before, but it's been a wild few years for all of us, so I felt it was time to catch up. It's my fabulous sisters, Avian and Alva Garrahy. We chatted about how both of them delivered lockdown babies the Irish food that brought life-size teddy bear, our dad, Eugene Garrahy, to tears of joy. And we look forward to the laughs to come as the laughs of your life gets ready to head off on its summer holidays. I'm delighted to tell you that this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. The Laughs of Your Life may be taking its summer holidays, but the fashion and fabulous finds at FNF roll on throughout the summer. It's been a joy to receive DMs and tweets and messages into the podcast from people who have popped into FNF as a result of hearing about some of the lovely bits I picked up along the way throughout the season. If you've yet to pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe for summer, make sure you do. You can find your nearest FNF store at tesco.ie forward slash store locator. And now for my chat with Avid and Alva Garrahy. I hope you enjoy. My guests for the finale of season seven of the Last of Your Life podcast have been on the podcast before, but it's been a wild few years for all of us. So it's time to catch up. I'm going to take the format. I'm going to throw it halfway out the window. We'll keep some of it. We'll get rid of some of it and we'll see where we land. Avian and Alva Garrahy, you are extremely welcome to the Last of Your Life podcast. Thank you Thank very you much. You both look fantastic. Thank you. Obviously with lockdown, you both are moms. You both have had a lot going on. And so I wanted to catch up because I know people are interested. And I'm not going to lie about it. People are interested in your lives. <laughs> and they want to know more. And I feel like I share a lot on social media through 2FM Breakfast, through the last of your life. And people, there's certain parts of both of your personalities that I sometimes want to scream. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know them inside out. And I know everything they have to offer and every part of their being. And it's just, it's just the way things are. You just don't feel like you have to or want to share certain parts. But uh, we're You're here today. You're out for your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Reveal all. Exclusive. We're hitting headlines whether you like it or not. Um, so Alva, how do you feel about that? Because you would be quite private generally. Yeah, I mean, um, that it's true what they say. You know, what you share on your Instagram is only a percentage of your actual life, you know. Um, I guess I'm married, I have a husband and he's quite a private person. So therefore I respect that. And I don't, you know, there, it is true. I share literally about 10% of my life, you know, and the things I love sharing are clothes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, things to do with with our business, Dublin Bay Cruises, our little boy, Sean, because it's hard not to, even you're not the same. Like they, you have, you've captured these cute little moments on camera and you're just, you're proud of them. So you love to share it. But um, yeah, I mean, the conversations we would have, you know, when the camera, when the phones are down or whatever, yeah. um, people don't see that. And we do have great crack, um, which is why I'm happy to come on the podcast <laughs> and hopefully share a little bit more. You, you are in a weird space sometimes because 
your job is with Dublin Bay Cruises, the family business, but you just happen to have over 90,000 followers on Instagram. So it's such a weird one to navigate for you. It is. And it's a, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with it, to be honest. Like it's such a, and I am the first person to say, and you can say what you want, but the only reason I have those followers is because of you guys, you know, people are interested in you guys and they're like, oh, there's another sister. Oh, that sure. We'll just follow her. Your wedding was on fleek. Own it. Uh, well, that, that got definitely. You a lot of followers. No, people love weddings. The wedding industry is so huge in Ireland. So if anyone's in the lead up to their wedding, people who are engaged, even people who aren't engaged, maybe just have, are, are in a long-term relationship, love just following that and getting ideas and stuff yeah. like that. And I loved sharing it. Like it was the most fun po- project I ever worked on. Like. Yeah. So that probably, yeah. And then I guess being pregnant and stuff and having a baby, people are into that too. So I know that that obviously earned me a bit of a following, but originally <laughs> it's only because of you guys and I know that you know and people will say that um, and I'm okay with that too Avin, you as well like you would probably share as much as I would in some ways but then in other ways sometimes people will say to me like is Avin like does she just love the west of Ireland and like does she sit on a rocking chair and read poems <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you have no idea how wild Avian is when she wants to be but when you think, like you were saying about, the kid, about Sean when you have three kids to think about and you have to look teachers and uh, childminders <laughs> and uh, parents at the school gate in the eye um, you just have to rein it in a bit Like this is why we're doing this because I feel like there's parts of both of you that I would like to share and I'm going to drag out of both of you okay. for the season finale okay? okay so the last of your lockdown um, whether it's no laughing matter moments or you know best memory of laughter during it all what do either of you have up your sleeve a highlight for me because obviously we waited a long time to get together and I think we always had in our head that mom was mom was going to have a significant birthday um, <laughs> last summer and we wanted to reach that point didn't we that where we would have a reunion finally um, and be able to do it like comfortably not you know um, be confined to, to gardens whatever and that we'd all be able to muck in and get a house together and um immediately in a sheer sprung to mind and we kind of we, that, that was the plan that we were going to head out for old time's sake that's a carnage <laughs> can I ask I actually can't remember who booked the house Avian we did Avian did now sorry zero shade to the house oh. house was perfect clean brilliant way too small for the amount of people we were bringing and two dogs on tow <laughs> way too small yeah. But it was a nostalgic trip. We used to go to Inishir, obviously, as kids. Every single summer, we would do at least two weeks. Sometimes we would do three or four. Yeah. And so we, that's why we decided to go there and to bring all the grandkids and all that. Yeah. But uh, it was carnage from start to finish. Mom, from, the, from day dot, always used to bring how many bags? Like, there's no exaggeration with this. No. She would bring about 30 suitcases. To put it into context, like, our granddad Jack used to have a high ace van. And the entire back of the high ace would be... <laughs> packed to the rafters with luggage for us so <laughs> it, would, it would fill an entire van in the, like obviously there's no like supermarket like, yeah there's the, you know kind of a convenient small convenience shop but like <laughs> enough food for the family and she used to bring maybe 10 extra kids yeah we, in fairness mom Pipe we, Piper, we were like bringing mates each we were sometimes we were like bring two mates each yeah I brought four mates one year yeah. and we camped out in the garden in a tent and mom was just like bring them I think her mentality was I'd rather have them out in sheer than them to be in the Valley of Strollers as she used to call it (laughs) loitering loitering around Castanach so basically last summer for her 60th it was uh, a reenactment of that again and she had so much 
Luggage. And we were mortified, obviously. But then, like, she had the last laugh because <laughs> when the kids got a bit of a sniffle while we were out there, or like there was an absolute toddler meltdown, she was able to produce snacks, uh, and, snacks and coloring books and <laughs> lollipops and whatever Bucket we needed. Spades and literally, there'd be days where she'd be like, I have, would you like a yellow, blue, or pink bucket and spade <laughs> to the kids? But even things down to the like kids' forks and spoons that we just wouldn't have thought of. And she had them all beach chairs, like, Tents, hot water bottles, yeah. like what? Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, I actually love that because there's no way. I don't think there's any way we would have done that for her 60th if it wasn't for COVID. Because we were we planned it based on how restrictions might be, might and it was be, all yeah. going well. <clears throat> and it turned out we were all, all allowed to stay together, and it was brilliant. Yeah. So she definitely had the last laugh. It was very close to my due date. I was oh like, my! Hey, I completely forgot that. I did expect to be airlifted off. The her island. doctor said that. Yeah. Yeah. She it was like, can me. I go? Yeah, well, if, you know, those hills in Nishir didn't induce me, like, I don't know, <laughs> what would? How pregnant were you again? I was about five days out from my duty. <laughs> five days! <laughs> five days! And the hills out there. We were all and just like... in the middle of the Atlantic. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, if it happens, it happens. And then, we, <laughs> sure, if the islanders can do it, she can do it. No, we weren't expecting, like, to put the, the services out or anything. Actually, we had flagged it with Dad, and we were like, how quick could we get the boat? <laughs> From Doolan to the island and out to Galway. But people were so sound because obviously people had kind of seen from Instagram you were pregnant. And I remember one night, Dad and I went down for you guys were up with the babies, and Dad and I were like, oh, we'll go down for drinks. And we went down, and there was people coming over being like, uh, sorry, I just want you to know I'm a nurse. And, and if Avian goes into labour, like, just, like, just let me know. <laughs> people just like holidaying out in this year. Anyway, it didn't happen. We got, we got home, and the beautiful home. baby Isla was born on the mainland. Yes. yes. Staycation of 2021 for me. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely delighted checking myself in. And they said, you know, third baby now. You'd probably be in a rush to, to get home. And as well with COVID, it's nice to, you know, just to be home and in, you know, in the comfort of your. Absolutely not. I am checking like, in. Stay an extra night. <laughs> for as long as possible the food is as good as Michelin star when it's uninterrupted and you don't have Someone the other two pulling out of you, pulling out of you. Yeah, yeah. watching Philip and Holly in the morning <laughs> heaven Dream. heaven but speaking of that Alva you very much had baby Sean in the absolute thick of Covid mm. which was a different because for Avian I think the restrictions had loosened a little bit she had it easy she could have everyone in she was grand <laughs> <laughs> you were it was very much the thick of it that yeah. was kind of that was bad it, it was bad and like definitely a no laughing matter moment but I think for me I didn't know any better so I remember um, I had my I Rory was able to come to my 12 week scan our 12 week scan and then it was 16 weeks and it was the day before I was going due to go in for a 16 week scan and I just saw the rotunda put up you know no partners allowed and it didn't really hit me I was kind of like oh that must be for um, <laughs> you know if you're going in just for like a, an outpay like a, a check on something or whatever and then I read it properly and it was like no literally no partners allowed Oh, you're on your own and I was like God I think when it got to the day of, of actually having him I was induced um, yeah it was scary like absolutely scary going in my own I remember he dropped me to the door of the rotunda and like he couldn't even he was just like drop the bags and that was as far as he could get um, so again luckily all went well and he was born that day and he was able to come in around 2 o'clock so I had from about 7am until about 2 on my own but that's so long you on your own you had Beyonce Oh, sorry. Beyonce. No, Shabelle. Shabelle was my playlist. But that was your playlist. Uh, Manana Heron and uh, Misha Era. Misha. That's what I listened to. Calm me down so much. And Did I tagged her on my story and she messaged me. She was like, I'm so glad to hear I got you through your labour. I was like, it was brilliant. But uh, You're fantastic. Yeah. But I was there in the rotunda, like O'Connell Street, like real, kind of like, come on, bitches, let's do this. 
Is that what it felt like? Yes, Look I at said it. that before. It felt like such a sisterhood. We were like, yeah. fuck COVID, we have each other. Let's oh do this. God, with the other yeah. women. Yeah. And I still talk to some of the, I still talk to like a lady who was across from me after we both had our babies, like still chat to her on Instagram. Another lady who was in the induction ward with me, like we still chat, like, but can I go back to my laugh with the lockdown story? <laughs> yes, absolutely do. Do share. So mine is also from when we could get together again. <laughs> And uh, you were allowed like two households over to your house or whatever. So mom um, text us, even obviously in Ennis, you yeah. wouldn't be there. One Sunday, it's like uh, Sunday roast um, uh, here in our house at six or whatever this evening. So you were there, there were myself and Rory, Shaw and mom and dad. And she was cooking roast beef. <laughs> so um, mom is a brilliant cook. I think we could all agree. Like she always nails the, the Sunday dinners or whatever. So um, all sitting around the table, having the chats, having some wine, whatever. Great to be back together. And she plated it up, beautiful presentation and put it all down in front of us. Put it down in front of dad. Dad is a big teddy Sorry, bear. Sorry, dad is a teddy bear. He's, <laughs> I know now. He is very emotional. <laughs> and he uh, is a very patriotic man. He's obsessed with Ireland, obsessed with promoting Ireland, being Irish. The west of Ireland, Dublin Bay, just works a lot with tourism Ireland, false Ireland. And he's a, isn't he? He's a strong, patriotic Irish man. Yes. So mom played up the dinners and placed his in front of him. He took a cut of the, into the beef, tasted it, put his knife and fork down and he said, can I just tell you one thing? Of all the places I've traveled in the world, and of all the food I've, and I'd say it's fair to say I've traveled to a lot of places and I t I've tasted a lot of food. <laughs> there was no beef as good <laughs> as Irish beef and he started to cry <laughs> literally <laughs> welled up because he felt so proud of Irish beef and we literally we all froze we were literally like dad are you are you okay you okay dad but that's him his, his bladder is very close to his eye and he just like he was so embarrassed that he couldn't stop himself from welling up with the Irish beef so now anytime we go anywhere and he orders the beef and once he tastes it we're always like you okay hon <laughs> and he's like ah fuck off yeah. <laughs> I and we just I just thought that was a classic like it was just the emotion I think of getting together again yeah, and and never, after coming out the other side yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was your no laughing matter moment of lockdown Alva I think I know what yours might have been it has to be Bobby yeah it has to be um, so I was about 18 weeks pregnant and we were about two weeks into the first lockdown and myself and Rory were working from home and mom and dad were obviously locked down only around the corner from us so um, all you could do then was go for walks so we got into a bit of a, a routine of every day around two o'clock mom and dad would say drop Bobby out to the gate we're going for a walk we'll bring him while we were working so it was great and it was working out really well and it was getting them up and out like people of their age it was really tough um, being locked down and not being able to play their golf or whatever so um, they pick Bobby up this Wednesday I remember it was the 1st of April April Fool's Day and uh, headed off down the park with them so they had been gone about two hours and I got this feeling I was just like how are they still gone like he's only a tiny little dog like he wasn't able for big long walks or whatever so bearing in mind Bobby's a tiny little Maltese a little doughty thing so I remember texting the family group saying bring Bobby back now please you know, like, <laughs> like I miss him like you yeah. can bring him back now and about 10 minutes later dad rang me and trying to be all calm and he was like um, what vet do you use again Alva and I said why 
and he was like, what, which one is it? And I told him and he said, um, uh, I said, why dad? He said, uh, Bobby's been bitten by another dog, bitten by another, another dog. So I was like, oh my God. I was like, what dog? He told me which one, this dangerous German shepherd that was up the road that shouldn't have been in the house. He was like a commercial security dog, shouldn't have been where he was. Anyway, so I said, where are you? He said, we're, we're at our house. We're just back at our house now. So I said, I, we're coming now. We'll pick him up and bring him straight to the vet. So went over and little poor little Joe, like he was just, all I could see was a gash on his back. So I just thought a couple of stitches and a tetanus and he'll be fine. Mm. Put him into his carrier, into the car, straight to the vet. Dad got into his Jeep and followed us, like just felt so bad. Like it was so tough on the two of them because they, they had him when it happened. Mm. Got to the vet and the vet was the same. He just kind of thought it was, um, you know, not as serious as it was, but at closer examination, he was like, no, it's not just what you can see on the outside. Like he's been, he's fairly badly injured internally as well. And um, we're going to have to send him to UCD overnight because the way the vet works is he was at his own vet during the day, but because they don't have an overnight service, you have to bring him to UCD then overnight and back the next day. Anyway, so for a week then between our own vet and, and the amazing vet in UCD, um, trying to, to save him basically. They, and you were they, pregnant in the midst of all this. I was 18 weeks yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So um, I remember Avian saying, texting me saying, Avi, you need to mind yourself. You know, you need to mind your baby. You're pregnant. I know you're losing sleep over this. You're not eating, whatever. But I remember at the time thinking, yes, I know that. And I'm trying to mind myself. But at this moment in time, I don't know this baby. Bobby is my baby. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. And I was like, he has been. And I only said to you, maybe after a week of about lockdown, I was like, thank God we've Bobby. Like, it's so nice to be stuck at home. But having this little dog that gets you up, gets you out, you know, yeah. it's just the joy of the house. And then this happened. So anyway, a week of between our own vet UCD, they operated on him. And then I was trying to be so hopeful, like, okay, he's up, the operation's done now. It's just healing now. And they're like, well, the worry now that he'd get an infection from the other dog's saliva, all this sort of thing. Um, and six days of, so we'd, 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 we'd drop into our vet first thing in the morning, UCD at 7 p.m., home, back to UCT, UCD for 7 a.m., back to our vet all day, back to our vet, back to UCD. So six days and six nights of this. And then because he was in UCD overnight, I'd be there at 12 o'clock bringing them, how's he now? 4 a.m., how's he now? So I literally didn't sleep. Um, just so hopeful that he'd pull through. But on the sixth day then, he, um, our vet rang and they said, um, he's gone into cardiac arrest. It looks like there's an infection there. We're, we're working on him. We're, we're, we're trying to trying to save him. So I just knew then that he was that was it. So um, an hour later, then he rang and he said, yeah, he's he's gone. And we were just like, got it. Like, he was, that, like he was like, he wasn't just our family dog. It was the reaction that you used to get from your Instagram yeah. from Bobby. Like, was yeah. just unbelievable. He was just the dotiest little thing. Yeah. He, he, he would he was one of those dogs, you know, one of those dogs that is small, cute sassy. always sassy always indoors so, and thinks they can talk to you yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you almost feel like they are talking oh, yeah. to you yeah. and he was the boss of the house like. yeah. and yeah. like look if you're not a dog person you wouldn't get it no you know? but the amount of and you know what that was I remember that when you kind of were like well like everyone knows Bobby from him being all over social media so we have to share it yeah but then how do we share it because we're in the middle of a global pandemic where people's family members are dying. Yeah. There was like nursing homes. And we were so amazing. aware of that. So, we're so aware. aware of that. So aware. But even still, when we did post it in, I suppose, a tasteful way that took all of that into account, people still went, this is still awful. Yeah. You're still allowed to feel awful about totally. this because dogs yeah. are, they are that. They're just a piece of yeah. the family. And emotions were heightened anyway because of what was going on, on yeah. around us um, and obviously being pregnant. <laughs> um, so yeah, so... I remember ringing you then, ringing you, Avine, and telling you, and it was, yeah, we were just heartbroken. So then dad uh, dug a little grave for him and we went up and brought him home and gave him a nice little send off, but we were just gutted. And then again, it was 
how do we tell the world the poppy's now gone? I know. Because he was such a big, people used to message saying I was having such a bad day and I just watched a video of Bobby and it just brightened up my day or whatever so uh, it's the way he went it's the way yeah, yeah. yeah and the fact that he was only two and a half he was only two and a half like he had so that would be, much life in him that would be but that would be Bertie in a couple of months I like, know, God, like so months. so young yeah so we were just heartbroken after poor Bobby so yeah okay I want to talk about uh, things that make us this might actually get it. the shade might be thrown the shots might be fired <laughs> I want to talk about the different things that make us laugh about each other that maybe you've never said go on Alva tell me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Darren's on form she's on fire yeah and she, there is no like you, you wouldn't have better crack with anyone else yeah when she's not on form oh jeez she's Bull McCabe <laughs> <laughs> and there's no pulling her out of it no like if she's not in the mood she is not in the mood <laughs> don't even try um, and do not even try slag her because she can't take a slag to save her life in general or when I'm Bull McCabe uh, in general Ah, uh, <laughs> no. What? No, the funniest thing about Darren at the moment is like her birthday. How she thinks it's just like the fucking royal wedding. I don't care. <laughs> no, I honestly don't care. Get, keep going. No, like she's three. Either bargain off me, and she's like, "Can you come shopping with me for my dress?" <laughs> I'm like, Darren, I have nothing else to be doing. Send me pictures. And I, yay or nay. I said, are you in Dublin anytime? Do you know, I'll tell you why. Because I was going to ask Alv to come with me, like, casually. And then I was like, I don't want David to be left out. So I'm going to ask her if she's in Dublin anytime. <laughs> I'm only messing. I would thoroughly enjoy it, but sadly. So I am not going to have a wedding anytime soon in my life. <laughs> so I am throwing everything at my 30th. And okay. that's just, that's you, the way it is. Remember my so wedding you, was the day after my 30th. Oh yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was your celebration. Yeah. yeah. So I just said I'm going hell for leather, and the whole team are invited. Woo! All of the laughs for life squad. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be great fun. Okay, so I can't. Wow, can I not take his leg ever? No, no. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, I tell you what makes me laugh about both of you. Yeah. yeah. Alva, you do you do this thing, and I don't think I've ever pointed it. Out to go you. on, go on. What you do this? You make this noise when people are talking. Have you you might have noticed it, Dave. Alva. Got, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. No, you got yeah. You got to go like yeah. Mm. Uh, do I? Do I not do that? Say take the bass. No. <laughs> No, say if someone uh, <laughs> say if someone walked over. Okay, say a stranger. I was trying to think of an example earlier. Say a stranger walked over and said, "Oh my God, your little boy is gorgeous. What's his name?" And if you're like, it's Sean. And if they were like, "Hello, how are you? Oh, I love you." You go. <laughs> it's like she's awkward for them. And she gets awkward. She gets vocally. She you you vocalize your awkwardness she, for people. For them, you get so kind. She gets secondhand because. I'm so kind. <laughs> she gets secondhand embarrassment, and rather than the silence set in, she goes. Uh, uh. So, just like you say, I'm a bit of a sort of a whispery character. <laughs> That's what makes me laugh. Really I just, I, I do though. I'm always out for like someone. If I, if someone yeah. makes no, a you joke, are. you do. And if no one laughs, I will always laugh. Yeah, and if I think cope. someone's awkward about something they say, I, I kind of try to cover for them. Like I know, yeah, I know. It's a fantastic trait to have. Actually, <laughs> actually owning it. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to go into laugh at Avi. I have a good story about Reggie and Ruby. Can I tell it? Go on. So a couple of years ago, Avi <laughs> oh, was working for Pedigree Chum with the two dogs. They were brand ambassadors for Pedigree Chum. 
And part of the you're never, uh, you're never gonna get this contract part, again. part of the agreement was she had to attend the dog festival in Herbert Park. Yeah, what was um, it called again? Uh, Bark in the Park. Bark in the Park. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're two. What how, what kg are they? Yeah, like they're 50, 60 kg. There's two massive French dogs mess. Bordeaux. So anyway, Ava's like, Ava, is there any chance you come along? You take Ruby, I take Reggie, because you couldn't manage the two of them on your own. And they were there too, yeah. Um, so anyway, and my friend Serena came along with her tiny little Pomeranian Winnie. So like the contrast between the, the different dogs and she still laughs at the story as well. So anyway, uh, we, we did our thing, did our photo call with the two dogs. They're so well behaved. I'm so fab. And then we're like, okay, let's get food now. Job done. Thank you. Let's get food. So we all said, right, we'll chill out with the dogs on the grass in the middle of the festival. And there was loads of other people, loads of other people. They were there, showing um, Lady in the Trap. They were showing Lady in the Trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so nice. So got our food, sat down. Anyway, I was holding Reggie's lead, or Ruby's lead. Avon was holding Reggie's. All relaxing, Avon, the brand ambassador, like doing her work, whatever. <laughs> Next thing Reggie spots, I don't know if it was a cat or a bird or something. <laughs> and he absolutely <laughs> bolted. When I say Avon, <laughs> flew through Speak the mind. air like Speak a horizontal mind. bullet. <laughs> she literally took She <laughs> took. The first Flight. one, I, the first through one the I, was, air. I was dragged along the ground was green <laughs> skid mark. Like, no, it was the flight point. first and then it you landed. You were, you were through the air horizontally <laughs> like that. And everyone. It was real like, oh my God. Everyone. Like, Is she okay? Is that girl okay? But again, because some people knew who she was, they kind of saw, but then pretended not to see, but were absolutely pissing themselves laughing. It was the funniest <laughs> moment ever. Brand, hashtag brand oh. ambassadorship. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Oh, that was actually very funny. They're so strong. They are so yeah. strong. Okay, what is the laugh that you're looking forward to in the near or distant future? Either of you. All jokes aside, we are really looking forward to your birthday. Ah, um, thank you. And it's the topic of conversation, the <laughs> WhatsApp. We're so excited. We're planning it. We're planning outfits. We're planning babysitters. Yes, Avon's yet to confirm that she has that. We're getting there. Control. Getting there. Um, and it's going to be a great night. We're so excited just to get together. The timing has actually worked out really well with the wrap up of the last year life. And then we're going to have a big... We'll actually look at it as a, a wrap party as well. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And I'm yeah. delighted that you're all going to be there. But who's going to look out for dad and make sure that he behaves himself on the night? Because he has been known. Actually, that was one thing. That was a rude awakening for me with social media. <laughs> when it day, turns sour. One day I woke up on a Sunday morning. Now, now to give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. he does a lad's night out every Christmas around the 8th of December. Yeah. They go in for a good old meal. A good lunch around 12 o'clock. On a Friday. Dad would come down in his finery and you get the smell of him before you see him. You're like, Dad, where are you going? He's like, it's the lad's Christmas lunch. <laughs> We're going into Shannon's. Oh my God. And often, some, some years you'd have to give him a lift. Yeah. One yeah. year anyway, I bring him in, goes to the lunch, that's fine. We're like, ah, sure, look, it. he'll be grand, he'll get a taxi home. <laughs> I go to bed, go tubbin, wake up the next morning. And it was when Snapchat was like, you would just Lit. get, you would get pictures straight away and you would open them and the person would know you'd seen them straight away. And like, it's almost like a messaging thing. Yeah. yeah. Not one, not two, three Snapchat pictures from three different people of dad in coppers. <laughs> And of course, the drama then from you, like screenshot of them, sent them to us. What, what the fuck? I actually feel a little bit bad. I gave him such fear. We I all said, did. We all yeah. did. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> said, what? In that door again. 
And actually coming in here, he rang where I said, we were coming in to do this. And he said, you better not annihilate me now inside there with the two. He said, I have enough to put up with three on nights out that I can't fucking put a foot sideways. And all he'd be doing is like having a bit too much to drink. And he's there like, and the people who sent the pictures, they were like, your dad is so sound. It was so funny to see him. I'm like, oh my God. Fear. So will one of you keep an eye on him, make sure he doesn't go down to Harcourt Street. Amy's usually the, the mother on nights out. So we'll leave it up to you. He like in lockdown, he came up smelling the roses. Didn't he like... Try, didn't he convince the neighbour to hand him in fully property poured pints of oh Guinness? That's, that was so funny. So our neighbour during lockdown, during the first lockdown, uh, installed a, Guinness, tap, a keg like. and a Guinness tap. Um, and like we didn't tell dad because you weren't allowed to go to each other's houses. So we're like, if he knows that that's next door. Yeah. Anyway, when it got to the point where you could get into, go to people's gardens again, we were like, right, bring him over. So we're like, Dad, come over here to the bush. Next thing we got our neighbour, Olivia, to just hand in a beautifully poured pint of Guinness. You should have seen his face. He nearly died. He was like, you'll never, you'll never believe what I'm after find inside the bushes. Pulled the, pulled the pint of Guinness. I'm so happy. So, and actually you took a video and you put it on your Instagram. It was, it was gold. Jesus, you couldn't believe what I'm after find inside the bushes. <laughs> Uh, Aidan Alba, thank you so much. I know you're very busy mothers and business women and all that, um, but there's no one I'd rather wrap up this season with than you guys. Thank right. you for having us. I'm very proud. Of Hope you. we didn't shame you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Last of Your Life podcast with me, Liren Garrity. Not just this episode, but all 12 episodes in this seventh season of the show. We'll be back the far side of the summer, but remember, there's a big old back catalogue to get your teeth into if you're missing us a little bit too much. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of The Last of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. See you soon.